0: welcome to the run lift mom podcast where we're talking about running lifting and momming not necessarily in that order today i have a question and answer episode for you you will hear the listener's voice and then you will hear an answer in the form of a quick actionable piece of advice that you can use when this episode is over i hope you enjoy My question is about early morning workouts and scheduling. Did you begin five days a week of early morning workouts, or did you slowly introduce early morning workouts three days a week? So what is the best advice for someone starting an early morning workout schedule? Thanks. Bye. Ah, I love that she's really thinking this one out. She's obviously saying, okay, there are two different approaches to this. I can either start with a couple of days, add a third in, add a fourth in, and so on. Or Monday through Friday, I can kick it with that early morning alarm clock. What I am going to recommend is the latter. I want you to do it every single day. Instead of thinking about how many days a week you're going to do this, I want you to think about how early you're going to set your alarm, okay? So if your goal is eventually to get to a 5 a.m. wake up and you're currently waking up at 6.30, I want you for a week to do 6.15, not overly aggressive, but challenging. Then that next week, I want it to be six o'clock. Then that next week, I want it to be 5.45 and so on. You see where I'm going here, right? I want you to do it every single day though, and here's why. This is more about building a habit we know that it takes a long time to make or break a habit. A common misconception in the health coaching world actually is that it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. Guys, er, wrong. I don't know where that came from. If you look at any of the research new and old, we know that one it's calling for more, which means nobody could conclude anything. Um, and I think one of the most recent articles that I saw in a journal was 18 to 254 days. Did you hear that 18 to 254 days? That tells me nothing. That tells me that it's less about that number or that period of time and more about the person's internal motivation. So I know that it is going to take some stick to create my habit. I don't know how long it's going to take. So guess what? I'm going to put the odds in my favor and I'm going to do it every single day. So as opposed to starting with an early wake up and then adding two and then adding three until you're at an early wake up every single day, I'm going to recommend that you take the clock where it is right now, set it back 15 minutes, go at that for seven days, see where you end up. Then pull it back 15 more minutes, go at that another seven days, see where you go. You want to make this a... Sunday through Saturday thing. You want to make it seven days a week, not just weekdays. Ah, Suze, I want to sleep in. Check in with anybody that knows about circadian rhythms and sleep. Um, they will tell you your internal clock is a thing and you need to get up and go to bed around the same time every single day. So put the odds in your favor, make it a daily thing, make it seven days a week. Susie, what's the number one piece of advice that you would give new moms trying to fit working out into their schedules? All right, so let's first talk about what the American College of Sports Medicine, and that's considered gold standard for Exercise. Let's talk about what their recommendations are. Their recommendations most recently updated in 2018 are 150 minutes of exercise per week. They even break it down even farther and say, okay, if you're doing like a moderate intensity, that's 30 to 60 minutes. So a half hour to an hour, five days a week. Or you could do something like hardcore intense, 20 to 60 minutes of like vigorous activity, three days a week. If you're aiming for something like this though, and you're just starting out, those are a bunch of numbers and who cares? Here's the number you should care about. The ACSM also goes on to say, you can break this down into 10 minute segments. So it doesn't have to be all in one swift motion. It can be those smaller, shorter durations, as long as it's in 10 minute chunks. So maybe instead of saying, okay, I'm gonna get a half hour, five days a week, maybe you say, I'm gonna do three 10-minute walks Monday through Friday. Does that make sense it's the same thing we know that you'll get the same fitness benefits and i really think breaking it down into shorter durations is going to be helpful for a mother who might have a baby who sleeps sporadically and doesn't have a large chunk of time to go to the gym throughout the day and i use walking as an example purposely because i believe that walking is a really underutilized form of exercise Everybody's looking for some hard-hitting, like, crossfit sort of thing. Give me some high-intensity interval training recommendation. Go! Guys, walking, it requires no special equipment. It requires no special skill. Anybody can do it. You can do it right now after listen, during You can do it right now listening to this podcast. If the weather is bad outside, you can set a timer for 10 minutes, and you can pace up and down your halls while you're sleeping, Angel. Ha! Ah is in his his or her crib. So for a new mother, I'm gonna recommend breaking it down, shorter durations, at least get your 10 minutes in, um, and then also don't underestimate something as simple as walking. Hey, and as a bonus, you can share walking with someone else. Make it another mother, that's even better. Uh, mentioned before that when you drink a lot of water that you add some salt to it um, but I'm just not sure like how much salt should you add and is that just if you're like just drinking water without food or would that be like any anytime you're drinking water to make sure that your body absorbs it you should uh, add a little salt in. heard my episode about how to become a morning person you heard me recommend taking about 24 ounces of water with just a pinch of salt to your bedside that way when your alarm goes off you're waking up you are drinking that water and you can't make it through your snooze button without having to pee boom your feet are on the floor and you're up for the day because the toughest time is that segment between when your alarm goes off and when your feet hit the floor. Bonus, you are up on your hydration. I mentioned the salt though, and this smart gal caught on. Well, how much, I'll tell ya. After that 24 ounce of water when I first wake up, I'm typically filling up about a gallon jug of water like throughout the whole day. I'm not one of those nerds who like carries it around all day. What I do is actually pour into a 20 ounce water bottle from there throughout the day. And I'm doing probably, I don't know, uh, an eighth of a teaspoon for the entire gallon of water it should just be a pinch of salt you should not be able to taste it and what it does is it ensures that your tissues are actually absorbing the water there's an entire school of thought there's a great book out there called waterlogged there's an entire school of thought that all of this water all of this drink eight to ten glasses of water a day It doesn't do you any good if your tissues can't actually absorb it. Um, Back when I got my CrossFit endurance certification, they taught us that hydration was a three-legged stool. So one was, yeah, getting that water, two, in the right amounts. The recommendation is half your body weight in ounces plus 24 ounces for every hour of activity. And the third, electrolytes, right? So that's salt hydration is a three-legged stool. You gotta make sure you're getting the water, but you gotta make sure you're getting it in the right amounts and then also with salt. Without any one of those things, your stool tips over and it's not helpful for you anymore. So keep that in mind. It's just a pinch. Again, if I had to measure it out, I'm saying about an eighth of a teaspoon for an entire gallon. And I am doing this not only for that bedside water, but also throughout the day. Like if I make water with my supper, um, I'm, I'm doing, that's got that salt in there from my gallon jug. wasn't that fun. I so enjoyed it. Thank you so much for the listeners who called in to ask their questions. If you want to get involved in the next Q&A episode, I want you to reach out to me. I'll put this in the show notes. You can get me at runliftmompod at gmail.com, or you can find me on any of the socials at hashtag runliftmom. This has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast, and remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8.